Today on ABC Devo, Cameo. Welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from the fourth dimension all the way to a wiggly world. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm John Ingle. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm Joe Mazel. And today we're talking about Cameo from 2010's Something for Everybody. Ow. <laughs> that is the third time you have made that joke. Just as funny. And I keep laughing. <laughs> uh, you know, Joe, I've told this story. I don't know if I've ever told the story on the air. And it's a complete departure right now. But when, when if in, in my head, if I go through the highlights, you know, the Joe Mazel greatest hits, uh, <laughs> one of my I favorite things is that uh, there was one time that I was up in the office of the store that we worked at talking to the owners. And uh, some, I think Cameo came on the radio or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, like the Cherry Coke commercial that they did. And they're like, what? Cameo did a Cherry Coke commercial? I was like, yeah, wait, hang on. And I just called, you know, got on the phone, intercommed it downstairs. And I was like... Hey, Joe, uh, the Cameo Cherry Coke commercial, and then I just put it on speakerphone, and Joe did the whole commercial. It's like, Cherry Coke, not much cherry in it. Word up. Limit, word up. It's Cherry Coke. Like, the whole thing, and then you're like, why? What's up? And it's like, nothing. We're good. And I hung up. <laughs> and the ownership was impressed. Yeah. Saved my job that day. Earned my salary. Exactly. <laughs> you know, as I've, as I've said previously on this show, I was raised in a very... Uh, strict and sheltered Christian household uh, right. you know, withheld from MTV and other such debaucherous uh, things from the outside world. Sex-based funk music from the early 80s, I would Abs- imagine. Absolutely. So I went, when I finally broke out and went to high school, uh, I can remember my very first dance, what in the homecoming dance, 1990. And I, I was sitting on the bleachers in the basketball, you know, in the in the gym, and somebody put word up on, and everybody got on the floor and did this dance, and I couldn't understand. I was completely <laughs> flabbergasted <laughs> at the fact that forty people all knew this dance, <laughs> and I still to this day am not exactly sure how they all learned it. And all, and they, there wasn't even any gathering of people saying, "Hey, we should go do this." They all just went out and did it automatically as if they had rehearsed it. Uh, I felt. Like I was in an actual musical, you wow. know. Some kind of, I'll never forget that. It was so bizarre. I'd never heard that song in my life, and I didn't know what was going on. Were you all conspiring against me? That's what it felt like. How did they all do? This? Yeah, it, it was very strange. But that's my that's my little cameo story. That's high school, right? There. That doesn't have anything to do with Evo. No, no, no well, none of this has to do with the song cameo. I guess oh, yeah. that speaks volumes of what we think of the song Cameo. <laughs> We're always jumping ahead, jumping the gun with the with the opinions there. But yes, I think that's that does accurately reflect. <laughs> um, this, speaking of you know what I was saying, if I, when I reflect back on Joe Mazel's greatest hits, like if you were to do a greatest hits of like the stuff that I didn't like from the songs that we've covered so far, <laughs> this 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 has a couple of those wrapped into one with Cameo. Go on. Okay. Um, it's got um, some some racial insensitivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked a lot about that on uh, a recent weekend mutation with the uh, Bamboo Bimbo. Um, and it's got that kind of uh, pitch down voice stuff going on. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, it's also kind of like a. I don't know. It 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 feels sluggish for the type for the tempo that it is. If that makes sense, like it's a fairly up tempo song, but it feels a little bit sluggish for it that. It plods a bit. It plods. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The uh, the lyrics are not as zippy as the music might be. The uh, and, and I'm, you know I mean you mentioned the the racial insensitivity, and this is an album from 2010. This is like the 21st century. Um, and I'm wondering if, I mean, you know, like a lot of the lyrics in the song are very like, you know, as a, you know, a 67 GTO and his Elvis style hair and his funk style retro and everything is, is, uh, is it, is it sort of like the Quentin Tarantino cool? Like it's okay to like refer to black people a certain way if you're doing it like as a cool guy or something from the seventies, you know, it's cool to have like a weird kind of hitman native american if you're doing it as like a kind of retro-y thing like is that is i'm I'm trying i'm not asking i'm wondering if that's like what their where their head was at like like presented this way does it make it you know allowable or something yeah i it's weird i don't the kind of the white man speak with fork tongue lyric Mm mm-hmm doesn't bother me because I feel that they that Devo are trying to do a sort of uh, you know retro pop culture heavy song, mm-hmm. um, and one could argue point out the inequities of nostalgia. Um, with that said, it does kind of bother me that they say Native American. It feels like they kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels like they're, they're trying to hedge their bets. And like, like I'm kind of sort of like, yeah. go all the way or, you know, go all the way or go home. Um, and also, if you're going to say Native American, like, if you said Navajo or Cherokee, then I'd be impressed. Right, right. right. Or, do you think they originally had written... Honest people didn't need to fear him, but do not cross this Indian. And then I think somebody that's was probably, like, it's far more likely. Somebody's like, you can't really say that. And they're like, really? Yeah, and they're like, hey. yeah that's what I was going to say. Because I think now we're 2010. Now we're crossing <laughs> into grandpa territory, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, grandpa, you can't say Indian. Oh, I better <laughs> change that. But they're still like have this old fashioned point of view and an old fashioned approach to writing lyrics. Yeah. Um, at the same time. So, so it's almost like we're crossing into the, Oh, we got to kind of give them a break. Cause they're old. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying I am, but then but, even if they're old, like what's I, my overriding question about the song is what is the point of this song? Oh, well, I have no idea what like, that there's is. No, like yeah. there's no, like, you know, you've got like this big, tough native American guy who's got all these, you know, seventies, cool trappings and stuff and whatever i don't even know what his mission in life is i don't really know but like there's no like you know for better or for worse devo songs often have a purpose like a, a message a, a meaning and uh, i don't really get one from this this is just sort of like a i can see the video i can see like a guy all duded up in his car and everything and again all the trappings of like you know pulp fictiony type you know retro stuff um, but where does it, uh, you know, what, what, what is there what's besides the that? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like a, like, it's not even like the traditional third guy, t- uh, the third person tough guy song, a la bad, bad Leroy Brown, where there's a sort of narrative. <laughs> right. It, it's right. Just, yeah. 
it's just a bunch of mitch, mismatched tropes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was saying before about, you know, the inequity of nostalgia. I mean, it's possible that's what they were going for. I don't think they're successful at it. It's just them trying to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's that's pretty close to what it is. Because to me, it's painting a picture. It's painting a picture. It is doing that. I can see what they're, like you said, Tom, I can mm-hmm. see what they're getting at. It's pretty clear. I think it's almost like an exploitation film made into a song. You know, it's like, yeah, which then gets into that Tarantino territory, right? So I think that we're kind of... We're kind of rotating around what they were trying to get at, but I think the fact that we keep having to rotate around it means that it didn't really get there. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a success as a song. It's not horrible to me, but it's, it's like I'm not sure what they're getting at at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like just a, a and and you know they they. It's not totally outside of their thing. They do they do this kind of thing every once in a while, and so it's just mm-hmm. a weird miss. Um, yeah, but usually when they do so with like a character, it's like mongoloid or something, where you're like, right. oh my gosh, they're <laughs> making some weird, interesting, you know. We'll talk about it when we get there, but like you know, that that that's that's that's, that's a that's an an interesting subject to take on, and they do it in an interesting way that's at least going to make you think. But this is just like, yeah. and that oh, guy wore like a hat and had a job. I can relate to those things. Yeah. You brought on the bacon. It's delicious. Well, yeah. I mean, in that particular song, we it fits with what they talk about typically. I mean, that's yeah. You know, it fits into their their typical their philosophy. This doesn't at all. I have no idea how this would fit into the, <laughs> right. What does this yeah. have to do with the evolution or what this has to do with exactly anything? So uh, yeah, it just almost seems like they were just making a little exploitative song using yeah. imagery, and for whatever reason, they decided uh, to actually release yeah. it. I mean, as I said, the best I can come up with is it deals with the inequity of nostalgia or, like, retro culture, because the other thing that really bothers me is just these things don't go together. Right. Mm. Like, you know, 67, like, you know, Elvis is an icon of the 50s, and yes, he did things in the 60s and 70s as well, but he's a 50s icon. Mm-hmm. But yet he's yet there's a 67 GTO, funk style, you know, which specifically places a decade, you know, Funk isn't necessarily limited to the 1970s, but I would, I think it's safe to say, if you say funk, somebody thinks 1970s. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, but he's also a black belt, and then there's the racing jacket, and then when, you know, when, when uh, Mark and Jerry call for it, suddenly there's Native American imagery, but not really. Uh, and, and quite frankly, you know, Pete, you said uh, Indian, I'm really thinking the original lyric was Redskin. Mm. Oh, it could be. And on some level, I honestly think that would be a better lyric. I mean, it would have been more offensive, but at least it would be, again, then you could make an argument that, then you can make a definitive argument that it's sort of like, yeah, here's some cool stuff, but you know what? There's some lame stuff that people seem to, that people seem to ignore while they worship the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, oh. And, you know, I mean, it still wouldn't be perfect, but at least I think it would have come closer to the basket. Hmm. I don't I mean, know. When it gets into this white leather race, so when it gets to that verse where it says, wore a white leather racing jacket, that seems kind of modern to me, right? Mm-hmm. And then the idea of the shaved pecs, that's very modern. Yeah. And I thought, 
that they might be talking about somebody else. I thought maybe they switched characters here. <laughs> but then that turquoise jewelry kind of gives it away. It's They're talking about Native American again. So it's yeah. the same guy. Somehow he embodies two different styles or something. It's all, it's real muddy. It's, it's yeah, I don't know. You know, and maybe there's some, I mean, no, now I take that. I was about to say something, but I've changed my mind. Go on. <laughs> We're allowed to it, do that on the show? Wow. <laughs> That's what the editing button is for. Awesome. Oh. The editing button. The editing button. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I don't have one of those. Can somebody get me one of those? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry you guys don't have the modern computer facilities that I have. <laughs> Hit a button, edit. I do have a really interesting note in my notes. Uh, it's a, the, the last thing I wrote for the song was, I gotta say, it's growing on me the more I listen. Hmm. I don't know if I remember writing that, but it's right there <laughs> in my notes. And I do. Th- I'll say this. I, I said a while ago that uh, I haven't listened to Smooth Noodle Maps or Total Devo all the way through since we started doing this. I've just been listening to like whatever songs come up. But uh, I realized I had never listened to probably all of uh, Something for Everybody. So I did start to listen to that all the way through. And I generally really like the sound of this record more than either of those other two, which is not saying a ton. But I, I, I think, you know... I don't know. Maybe musically, I sort of am into this a little bit, or at least it's not offensive to me. Or not. when I say offensive, I don't mean like the Native American. I just mean like it's not like boring to me. It's it's it's, it's kind of okay and fine musically. Possibly interesting. I I'm really disappointed that the this is the first uh, track that we get from something for everybody because. Yeah. I really do like that album, mm-hmm. um, and so for the this is like my least favorite song on the album. So this <laughs> is up first. So it's like, uh. but um, yeah, I mean, I, I when that came out, I was super excited. That was the, mm-hmm. I guess that's the first Devo album that I bought like day of release. <laughs> if that makes sense, it kind of would have had to have been. Yeah, I, I you know everything else was kind of retroactive that I you know kind of soaked it in and discovered it. Um, but this is, you know, they went 20 years without releasing an album. This is, you know, Smooth Noodle Maps is 1990 and this is 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah, I, I, and there's other, other bands that have come back and I've gotten their album, their comeback album and been excited about it and didn't pay off so well. But this one, I was like, Hey, this is pretty good. Yeah. Didn't they do a thing like on social media or something where you could like pick the track listings and stuff? I don't know. They were like auditioning songs yeah. to be on the record or something. Yeah, and I, I, I think they did like, and it, a lot of it seems like it's, it's like retooled or reused stuff too. From like mm-hmm. you know, they take like part of a beat from something from Oh No, and just tweak it a little bit. Hmm. But yeah, then they did like a like a basically like a voting process where they're like, all right, which beat do you like more? And they'd put up <laughs> four of them, and then whichever yeah. one won, they would just put that in the song that they were working on. That's funny. There's one, there's another problem I have. There's a big problem I have with the song. And that is, I find that people who are uninformed about Devo, whether they like them or whether they vaguely like them or not, but they're generally uninformed about Devo, tend to describe Devo as a band that sounds mechanical and has, you know, loud, you know, you know loud repeated phrasing through all their songs. People say kind of the same thing about craft work too, mm-hmm. um, and it just sort of like right. and like to me like my knee jerk is like oh that's not what Devo is like at all and even though 
some some Devo songs are like that. It kind of bothers me. Like this song is just like, there's no, why even call Hamio? I mean, like it could have you could have referred to him as anything else, as this character as anything else. There's no, you know, it is just like. I'm saying the same thing over chunk on chunk on chunk. I'm saying the same thing over chunk on chunk on chunk. Like that is what people who don't <laughs> like Devo think of when they yeah. think of Devo outside of Whippet, which is kind of the same thing anyway. It's just you know a bit more uh, deftly right. handled. I'm starting to think that maybe this is like not, um, you know, it's kind of like a portrait. Joe, you don't like Devo? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the song is like more of a portrait. Like maybe there is a real cameo. That they're just kind of they just wrote a song about that there is this guy that you know fits this entire description. Yeah, that they I just mean, there's got to be some. Right? <laughs> yeah. like somebody on Hollywood Boulevard or something. Yeah, Could I mean, it, um, uh... that doesn't make the song more successful. But I, I just putting it all together, I'm like, well, maybe it all makes sense if somebody's like, I don't know. It's like Big Mess or something. The story behind that, right. where. Yeah, like they just found out about this guy writing into a radio station, and they're like, oh my god. And they were just like inspired by, yeah, like maybe they just saw this guy, or know this guy, or something. I think it would help my evaluation of the song if that were the case, if I knew that were the case. I actually would think more highly of this song. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that if this is straight out of their imagination... Then it's kind of sucks. Yeah, why did you imagine a guy? They really saw this guy actually wears a white leather jacket on one day, and another day he's got Elvis hair, and so and and that's what inspired them to write the song. Yeah, I'd give him a little. I'd give him extra credit for that. I think maybe. Yeah, me too. I mean, and again, it's sort of like. I mean, I guess the thing that really bothers me about this is that I personally am kind of enthralled by mid-century, by mid-twentieth century culture, and. You know, like, I want to, like, it almost feels like they're kind of reaching for something that I can see and like, and then just falling real short. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah. delve too deep with it. If it is, like, supposed to be a, uh, you know, create an image of that kind of guy, that kind of, you know, 70s whatever hey, what kind of guy the 70s elvis guy who's also a native american see, oh, I, I keep saying tarantino but it's like all the trip. it's all those trappings all those all those like kind of checklist of of cool things that make up this you know retro amalgam tough guy who you'd see in, a, in one of them motion pictures and uh <laughs> but they don't yeah they don't do anything they don't they don't they don't get beyond the surface at all See, that's why I think it would be better if it were a real guy. If there was a real guy yeah. that was this much of a of an amalgam of things, then that would be an interesting subject. And then it wouldn't just be them riffing on a bunch of crap that doesn't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to me, it would help a lot if it was like, wow, oh, that guy, is he looks different every day. And he's got this retro-y thing. And then the next <laughs> day, he's got shaved pecs and stuff, you know. I mean, to me, that would be, you know, kind of above reproach in a certain way where it's like, well, they're talking about a real guy. You can't say yeah. that it's just made up crap. Like maybe he's actually a friend of theirs. And like that's you, you know, cameo. Like they just got the phrase cameo stuck in their head because they know this guy cameo, and this is right. him. Like every like time, I think they're listening to cameo. They saw him like walking down the block. Like, hey, cameo, cameo. Yeah. And like they said, his name was cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Can we give it two grades? Like one, if that's the scenario, <laughs> and another, if it's just some sort of weird thing they made Traditional up. Additional draft pick. <laughs> As long as none of them bump it up into a mixtape, uh, right. but I don't think there's any danger of that. No, no. Yeah, how do we how do we feel about this song overall? 
I will give it a C for cameo minus. <laughs> uh, I don't hate it, but I don't get it. I don't know why it's there. Yeah. I'm going to go a little lower. Um because I do, I like this less than Blow Up, which we we, we, we hit that a couple of, mm. a little while ago, and I think I gave Blow Up a D something, right? D plus. Oh, yeah. I see. I I keep going back and feeling bad I've, that I should I should have given some stuff higher grades. That Gotta being, go with your gut. That man. being said, I'm going to give this a D. I don't I don't like it. It it doesn't nothing about it clicks for me entirely. Uh, the rest of this album I do like more. The song, no. I will give it a D plus, and the plus is for Grandpa. That's that's the little. I okay, your Grandpa's now. I get it. It's fine. You changed it to Native American from Redskin or Indian or whatever. That's a plus, but it's a D song for sure. I John give it a D plus as well, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Because again, I would like to think that it's. It's. Uh, I'd like to think a that it's striving for something that it just doesn't quite grasp, um, and and the second reason is uh, it's a tight two fifty. Okay. You know, it's not like blow up like that is you know four minutes and forty seconds long for God knows what reason. It's you know it's in and it's out in relative short time and you know at least the, you know at least they got out of it quickly. At least you don't have to uh, stick around with it for too long. Yeah. But I don't know. Little thing I call damning with faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, the song I, cameo is, of course, because something for everybody is uh, it's a Warner Brothers album. How about that? Mm-hmm. It's on uh, it's on the Spotify. Uh, the radio station spawned by cameo. Uh, the next song up is uh, "Pull Up the Roots," 2005 remastered version by Talking Heads. Hmm. Um, followed by some B fifty twos, Gang of Four, etc. It, it's it's pulling a lot of what Devo, you know, Devo's original contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. Interesting. Um. All right. Well, now that we're done with cameo, um, I think a change is going to come. What do you mean? Am I fired? <laughs> you guys liked that song too much. I'm getting a whole new crew in here. <laughs> Should have gone with a D plus. Um, Am I becoming a woman? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a diva song, and change is going to come. That's what we'll be back here on uh, for on Thursday. Oh, mama. Uh, in the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter. Psychodrama. ABC Devo. Uh, go to patreon.com slash ABC Devo. Support us there if you want. You get some bonus material on the weekends. Rate, review, subscribe, please, on the iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're, whatever you're, whatever you're listening through. Tell somebody involved with that that you like us. Um, it makes us feel better about ourselves. It does. And it matters. And I have self-esteem issues. Yeah, we need all the love we can get. And uh, then we'll be back here Thursday for a brand new episode of ABC Devo. ABDC Devo? No, that didn't work at all. <laughs> it's like adios, but completely not. Wow, I, th- I thought you were in the Black Lodge on Twin Peaks. Yeah, me too. No, yeah, I was having jokes. a stroke. You know? That Joe you like is going to come back in style. <laughs>